Hello everyone, welcome back to the Neighborhood Conversations where we chat with inclusive individuals, leaders, and community who are doing amazing work. And today we have the amazing Augie Jones, who is the principal of the Nova Scotia Community Berkeley campus. And I'm so happy to have Augie on once again in a different <laughs> conversation, a different setting. Augie, brother, how are you? I'm, I'm good, Templeton. Always excited. Uh, for September, you know, we do actually administrators don't take a lot of vacation yeah. in the summertime because we've got to get ready for students and try to improve on what we do. And and from a student experience point of view, make things easier, make orientation easier, make it better. And, and so we're excited for, for the upcoming start to the school year. Totally agree. My mom is the principal of a primary education school in the Bahamas. And so I totally agree. They don't take vacation until August. And so <laughs> always the, the educators vacation where they get to um, enjoy the last bit of summer um, yeah. to prepare for the students. Speaking about students, students are coming back from from school, back to college, back to university, back to school in general. And there are lots of nervousness, there's lots of excitement, there's lots of newness for some, um, and let's, lots of transition for those who are continuing on. Um, and I'm so happy that we're going to have this discussion because students, this is just for you. Take it yes. all that you can um, and hope that you can learn something and hope that you can take it with you. So, Augie, going into the conversation, what does first day look like for students at NSCC um, or general, but take it from the NSCC uh, perspective? Yeah. Yeah, I think for, for us, what we've done now, just because of the digital age, is we've had a lot of contact points with our students even before they show up. Right. So right now at NSCC, you would have your NSCC email already. Uh, throughout the whole summer, just so you can get that information and that's already onboarded. Uh, you can actually get your NSCC ID um, done for you online and, and already either um, sent out to you or as soon as you get here, it's done. And I remember going to university in the 80s and there was long lineups to get your picture done, long lineups to get your ID. Right. But because of the digital age, we've been able to kind of take care of some of those things early. So a lot of the first day is what we would call things that would be able to make students comfortable or onboarding, get rid of some anxiety. So get familiar with the building, get familiar with the faculty and people that you're gonna be you know, interacting with daily. Um, but more importantly, I really wanna shout out our student services team around NSCC because they do a lot of work to make sure that there's supports for students, financial supports, um, uh, learning supports, uh, wellness supports, um, cultural supports. These are all embedded in student services. And obviously it takes a village to raise a child so or to build a student. So it's not just student services, but the first day of school is a lot of the structures set up by the student services team. Oh yeah, I remember my first day of university and being able to sit down through orientation, being able to connect with faculty and in Nova Scotia, I feel like it's, it, it feels as a home base. Everyone's connecting with each other. And for international students who are coming from other countries, um, how can they connect with faculty and how can they connect with students? How do you, how does NSCC approach um, connecting with global um, international students? 
Yeah. That's a great question, Templeton, because, you know, as we know, our province is looking to bring in newcomers to wow. that want to stay and be a part of our, our, our community in Nova Scotia. But definitely post-secondaries are looking for, um, you know, students from, from outside of Nova Scotia and outside of Canada. Right. So we do recognize that unlike the domestic student, there are, I wouldn't call them barriers, but things that you have to adjust to as you are flying into Halifax getting yourself set up in a place to stay. So we realize oftentimes there's language um, um, barriers or not barriers, but things that we have to try to support. We often yeah. have English as a second language or English as an additional language. But even as you know, being a Bahamian, you know, there's a, there's a dialect, there's a way that you talk when you're in Nassau or New yeah. Providence or, you know, Cat Island and Eleuthera. And so yeah. when you come to Nova Scotia, even that may not be a foreign language, but it's a different way of speaking. Wow. And so we do have um, academic advisors, of specific to international students. And obviously we make those advisors, people who have either grew up abroad or have a, a long history of, of being connected to a culture outside of Nova Scotia. So we try to make it as welcoming as, as welcoming as possible. Yeah. We also realize that students are different Templeton. So okay. we can say we do have an approach to international students that would be different than our adult learner students, that would be different than our students who are um, going to be in our um, ACHIEVE program, which you're familiar with. So students who have disabilities, we, we take a different approach for their onboarding or their welcome to the school. So what you'll see is that we've really embraced, embraced an inclusive, diverse approach. We give people what they need. So yeah. if you're coming from away and you need some other additional supports to make you comfortable, we do that. If you're a student that's taking welding and you're from Dartmouth and you're going to Akerley campus, which is in Dartmouth, and you don't need a whole lot, we'll give you what you need and you're ready to go the next day. So definitely we pay attention to specialize our onboarding for international students. Wow, that's amazing. Speaking about um, support um, to um, students and stuff like that, I just came up a webinar this morning on youth mental health and housing crisis and, and looking at different areas of how to support. Um, how is um, NCC supporting um, young people, students who might be um, experiencing that, um, maybe that anxiety um, that's entering into their first course and everything? I know there are counseling services and peer support services there. Um, just give a light to that. And also, does NSCC provide a bit of support when it comes down to the the housing um, crisis or does NSCC have a support for a system that's in place for that? Um, yeah, let's, let's share a little light on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot to that question, Templeton, but I, I appreciate the question because like you said, this is a episode dedicated to students who have a lot of questions. Yeah. And, and the great thing about, you know, post-secondary is pretty much across the board right now is, is we've thought about those things. That's why we're here all summer. So to your first question around wellness, the first thing I would say is people who come to post-secondary, unlike maybe 20, 30 years ago, we're very open to people with learning disabilities, um, physical disabilities, um, mental health um, support that needs to be had for them. Uh, for example, if we have students with anxiety, we, we, we will bring them to the building before the first day because yeah. often the first day it's a lot of things going on. So yeah. oftentimes at Acre, at Acreley, where we have a lot of trade shops, we will invite those students to come the week before. 
And that allows you to see an empty welding shop, an empty kitchen, um, get to meet the people that are going to support you without all of the um, stimulus that might happen on the first day. So, so I would say that. The other thing I'd like to say to people and to all students, and if there's one thing that I pass on Templeton that I, w- that I hope students get out of this particular episode, empower yourself because you are at the center of your own education. Yeah, I want to repeat that. When you are paying for post-secondary, you are a customer. So the same way you are a customer with Amazon and the same way that you are a customer with Costco, you want to empower yourself to seek out the supports that you need to get the service that you're paying for. So we do have those services. But if if people don't self-identify and don't let us know what they need, then similar to a business, we can't accommodate that need. But if you do... um, have and get to the space of feeling comfortable to let us know that you may have some issues around anxiety or depression or um, that you may need housing support, that you may need grocery support. We have those things in place, Templeton, but we need the student to step up and feel empowered to ask for those things and to identify those things. So service and self-identification go together. And what's really interesting is education is not a space that students saw themselves as customers paying for a service. So they're almost very shy and 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 fearful of asking for things and, and letting the um, the person that's providing the service, in this case, Nova Scotia Community College, know yeah. exactly what you need. And when you let us know exactly what you need, which you pay for, yeah. we can provide that. So we have in a, within our student services, we have help for that streamlined for international students. We have help that streamlined for mental wellness or, or emotional wellness. We have streamlined for African Nova Scotian students or students of African ancestry. We have um, streamlined for indigenous students. So wow. all of those things are set up. But I will say, even at my time at St. Evacs and Acadia, working at Dal and, and working with Dal and, and now at NSCC, oftentimes in 2023, students feel reluctant to reach out, right? And if you don't reach out, it's hard for us to know what you need. And oftentimes students will go away saying, ah, geez, I didn't get what I needed. But just make sure that you articulate what you need. And most campuses, um, not only at NSCC, NSCC, but also beyond, will accommodate you and take care of you. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Augie. uh, it's good that there are those support systems that are in place there. Did you touch on a little bit on the housing crisis? Um, how is yeah. NSC supporting um, housing? Because I know a lot of it, a lot of uh, uh, international students are coming and students are coming from out of uh, province into. What, what is NCC doing to make sure to provide those um, support um, for housing? We're going to take a quick break to listen to some Nova Scotia Works client stories. I look forward to my family's security in the future. That's the main goal as a father. The empowerment from changing careers has really just made me want to get out of bed in the morning. I'm looking forward to growing my business. So I want to hire people like I was hired. I want to give guys that chance. Il me fait plaisir de continuer à travailler avec les immigrants francophones à Nouvelle-Écosse. I am looking forward to the financial freedom that I never had before. And now back to the podcast. 
Yeah. I, again, and, and that was another great part of your your question is, you know, for us at NSCC, we do have new housing being uh, created for students at Ivany campus. Ooh. That is a bigger campus and it will be that um, housing uh, complex will be finished in September 2025. I'm happy to say that Acreley has a hundred unit or hundred bed um, housing um, space uh, being built right now, and it will be ready to go in September 2024, which is Ooh. a year from today. That's and uh, yeah. the structure is up; it's mm -hmm. fantastic. And I would I would say to students, I'm so proud around how we built the structure because it has a high sustainability level from the concrete that we poured to um, the solar panels to the fact that we have uh, a space in the back that takes the runoff water and doesn't just put it into the public um, uh, drainage system. We're actually using that runoff to create a nature space in the back that has ponds and reeds. And so we're using the, the um, sustainability development goals, the yeah. SDGs, um, that not only at NSCC, but beyond to build, you know, campus housing that is healthy for students physically, psychologically, and emotionally. So we have one more year before there'll be a hundred people living at Acreley campus. And yeah. Templeton, we've been a commuter campus. So mm -hmm. we usually start at 7.30 and by 3.30, we're pretty much done. Awesome. Um, you know, with our core students. We have apprenticeship students, but our core students are done at that time. In September, 2024, a year from now, we will be 24, 24 7, 365. Wow. So now that means that students that come to want to take the courses at Acreley um, have a place to stay That's and don't have to look at the really tough market outside nope. of campus housing that is living with people, living in condos, trying to get apartments. So that would be a, a huge initiative for us that is not going to be taking place this year, but definitely will be in place for next year. But even what we what can we do right now? A couple things. Um, we have urgent aid um, that we have for students that um, may be in a tough space for rent, maybe in a, you know, and, and we can't do it all the time, but we can help in extreme situations. We also have um, grocery um, chits. We have grocery cards that yeah. we have, you know, a lot of money towards grocery cards. Again, yes. we give it to the students that need them. And, and usually it's when they're in really tough situations, similar wow. to a food bank. Wow. Uh, and also, NSCC has a place at each campus where students can go online and we've connected with landlords mm -hmm. in the area and people that are renting in the area. So this could be um, at our Kings Tech campus. This could be at our Picto campus. This wow. could be at our um, downtown waterfront Sydney campus or Marconi campus. And when you're a student there, we have links that we've already tried to establish over the summer of people that are renting houses out to students. So we would be that bridge for you to, to um, be able to make that, that, that link if you need a place to stay. Wow, that is so amazing. Um, great news on the housing um, that's being built. And I, I was really curious about how NSCC is doing in, in those residential um, areas. And I'm so happy that you are speaking to like to that. It also <laughs> yes. to the support. So that's really amazing. Um, Selecting, I, I want to switch gears here on programming selection. I know that NSCC offers a lot of programs and stuff like that. Um, when students are selecting programs, I know that they get accepted to the program. If they want to change programs, can they change programs during, during the time of them um, 
getting into the fall semester or how does that work um, when it comes down to program selection and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great, another very good question, Templeton. You know, I think there's two things at play here. I think that, you know, when you think about how much time we go into creating courses and setting them up and getting faculty and, you know, um, recruiting students to fill those seats, yeah. uh, there's a certain process where if you do get into a program, it, it, you, I don't think that you can switch immediately. And, and that makes sense on that level. What? Um, so for us, um, school starts September 5th. And yeah. you have till September 19th uh, to withdraw from courses and you will get the majority of your money back at that point. But it would make sense probably to the public that if you're in a course for 70% of that course, then if you withdraw at that point, it's, it's, it's beyond us giving you money back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that doesn't happen at Costco. That doesn't yep. happen at, at, at Amazon, right. right? So that wouldn't happen at NSCC either. But I will tell you this, and this is another nugget that I hope students get in general. When you are paying for your education, you have to see a post-secondary experience as a journey. So right. when you are taking a program, be very unapologetic about this isn't working for me. I want to switch. And the reason why I say that, Templeton, I went to university in 1986 and thought I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. And so I worked with CBC in the summer times of my college years. Yeah. And out of that time, I realized that that wasn't for me. And when I went back to do my final year at school, and I was also my final year of college basketball, um, I took a one-year course. And at the time, the one-year course was education. And up to that point, I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher. As soon as I started taking education courses, I loved it. And that became my life's career. Yeah. So I want to rewind it. When you were first starting, there used to be this question in grade 11, 12, oh, what do you want to be? Like you have to hardline it and stick with that. And if you go away from that, sometimes parents and, and, and relatives and, and people that were your teachers are upset that you change course. That yeah. does not make sense. Yeah. Change course. Change, Take, yeah. yeah, because, and with that Templeton, I think that your post-secondary experience is an exploration. So yeah. every time you take a course, it's exploring that course. It's exploring that business. And feel free in your exploration for it to either be two ways. Wow, this is fantastic. I'm going in the right direction. Or, wow, this isn't for me. And they're both legitimate. And most post-secondaries have a way for you to transition within yeah. the university or post-secondary college. But there's also a way where sometimes you're going to transition out of an institution into yeah. a different institution. Mm -hmm. I had a niece that was at Dow. Mm -hmm. She transferred to NASCAD. That was a better fit for her. Yeah. So just I want to empower students in this conversation to know that they're paying for a service. So make sure that service fits them. Yeah. And I like how you say it's a journey because that's what um, a college life is. It's all a journey and making sure that you you're using um, the educational degrees um, to your benefit, but also using um, the experience to your benefit and knowing that it's it's really good. Um, me going into college from Holland College, I I use um, that as my base, as my baseline. So NCC is your baseline. So if you want to take another degree level, which is yes. a, a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, NCC is like that foundation to help you grow and help you move forward. Um, yes. Or uh, if you're going into the trades, it's a it's a straight on amazing um, program that has a lot of different variety. I've walked through the campus, and so yeah. it's really good, especially the audio um, part. So I think that was, that was the amazing 
that they, you actually have cars that they can fix and they can uh, bring apart. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know um, that exists. Um, and also my favorite wine tasting. There's a lot of wine tasting. So, of course, now I have to get wine after this now. <laughs> uh, but it, it just, it's just an amazing experience um, for students. And, and what can you say to students? Take it in. Take it all in yes. um, as they move. What tips do you have for new students who are, who are coming to, to college life? And like what, what life lessons or are, are approach that you want to give them as they can as they begin this journey? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of things. The first thing I would say is there's an excitement about post-secondary because mm-hmm. unlike high school, you're now really starting to choose a path that's for you. So if you weren't someone that was very much into English writing, mm-hmm. you don't have to take English 12 or you don't have to take Form 5. You can now choose to say, well, I'm more of a tradesperson. Now, I would say literacy and numeracy are with, embedded into every profession. You need to be able to read emails and, and, and decipher things and articulate yourself. But I think that you can start to streamline your yep. post-secondary experience into things you really like. I want to be a nurse. Uh, I want to be a welder. I want to be a musician. Right now, it's all legitimate to take that curriculum and move into that career. That's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is that think about it with a growth mentality. We're now in a, in a, in a, in a generation that with cell phones and the internet and social media that you get immediate gratification, right? Like when you could, I remember I wrote to a pen pal in 1980s and I never heard back from them like a snail mail letter for three months. My son's online talking to people globally instantly. Yeah. And I realized that's a different thing. So there's in this generation, they've been a cultured to think that things should happen instantly. So what yeah. I would say about education is it is one, a lifelong journey yeah. of learning. I'm still a learner. I'm looking to go back to school yeah. and I have my master's degree. Yeah. Um, but yet when you start post-secondary, don't expect everything to happen at once. And mm-hmm. when we are growing plants, it's a perfect example. Like we till the, we get the soil ready. We put a seed in, we water the seed, we give it sun. And then eventually it grows to what it is, but we wait for the growth. Yeah. So I would say for students, no matter what you're in, don't go in the first month and evaluate it and say, oh, this isn't for me. Like, just let it grow. Let it grow. If there's drastic situations, of course. But if not, know that what I've seen over and and you know what, Templeton, I've been around post-secondary probably for the last 20 to 25 years, including uh, Baptist Bahamas, um, the Bahamas Baptist Community College, where, where I taught. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I've been around that and I know that a first year student is never the same as a graduating student. Yeah. Really. There's when when students look back at themselves, the growth that happened from when they first came to the door to when they graduate is always something you almost want to cry about. Yeah. So when you're starting your journey, keep a growth mentality so that you're patient enough to, to let the learning um, sink in, to do your work placement, to get your assignments in, to know that there's going to be ups and downs. And yeah. eventually you'll be walking across the stage, graduating with a, de- a degree or diploma. Oh, I, I, I love how you explain that. It's a growth journey. And for me, I remember uh, when I first came um, to uh, Principal Island, just carrying a, a roll, one of those school rolling bikes. I don't know, for some reason, my mom wanted me to have a rolling bike. And 
I went from a rolling bag to a backpack, transitioning to a mature individual. Yes. I used to wear, I think I used to wear neckties every day to school or be professional every day. Then I, I, I at the, the third, so I'm, I'm the last ending of the semester, I think um, I ended up changing my wardrobe. Everyone was really surprised that I had a different style <laughs> of wardrobe. <laughs> but it's just how you were brought up and how yes. you were, were, were brought up. Um, it, it's just that you grow, you change, you adjust, and you bring new habits, yes. good habits um, that you can actually move forward. Augie Jones, it's always a good pleasure to just have a good chat. Before we go, what quote or say do you have for our students as they prepare to set their minds on their academics, on pursuing great success, on pursuing great journeys of their lifetime? What, what comes to mind for me, Templeton, is the African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. And, and I wouldn't call post-secondary students children, but I would say, take the village approach. So your parents and your cousins and your aunts and uncles and your mm-hmm. friends and your profs and student services and the financial office and the alumni office. This is the village that surrounds you. So use, don't take your journey as a singular journey. No. Realize that for you to get to that graduation stage, and that's why if you think about it, we have um, seats at graduation for family and friends and children, right? And faculty, because they were all in your journey. Right. That's why they're invited to see you walk across the stage. So when you start, just remember, it takes a village to raise a child. Oh, it takes a village. Augie Jones, thank you so much for coming on. And we'll definitely have you back on at some point because (laughs) we love when we have some good Augie Jones with some good motivation. Um, But for now, thank you, Augie. And we'll see you at, uh, at the next episode at some point. Um, for now, have a good day, everyone, and peace out. This podcast is funded by the Government of Nova Scotia.